You're listening to NFT 365, the first daily podcast on NFTs with your host, Fanzo, talking crypto, blockchain, Web3, non-fungible tokens, metaverse, and what the f*** is a non-fungible token? We'll get to that. It's time for today's episode of NFT 365, the only daily NFT podcast minting an NFT every day for 365 days. Powered by the ADHD coin at rally.io, here's your host and digital futurist, the ADHD superpowered Brian Fenzo. This show is not financial advice, so do your own damn research. Welcome back to another episode of NFT365. I think there's a conversation that needs to be held. A conversation that needs to be held around... I don't think it's any more about like trying to decide what is a rug pull, what is a scam, what is worth spending our money. It's not about like just that, like, that surface level checkbox. You know, does this project have good art? Does this project have good founders? Does this project... And, you know, have a, a roadmap that we can trust. How is their community? I actually think it's actually time that projects, that founders uh, stepped up their game. And I think as owners, uh, collectors of NFTs, uh, as many uh, that I know that listen to this podcast, you consider yourself not only a collector of NFTs, but you're also one that's probably thinking about starting your own project or your own uh, NFT collection. And here's the truth. I think the truth comes down to the simple fact, in my opinion, that right now what is happening, what is being uh, displayed, what is being shared is not good enough. And for those that don't know this about me in my past, uh, you know, this last seven years uh, I've made uh, actually since, well, so since 2014, uh, 2014 was the first year that I made uh, six figures in influencer content creation. And a lot of that was with the enterprise tech sector. But for me, one of the things that I found out pretty quickly was that, you know, I don't have a massive following on any one social account. Yes, I have a hundred over, you know, 130,000 something on Twitter, but you know, I'm talking massive following like millions of followers on a platform. But what I found was that I w- was really good at telling stories across different mediums. I was really good at you know, going to where my audience was and providing them value, not asking them to come to me. Right? And I've been preaching this for a long while, that I think the field of dreams marketing is over. It's broken. Uh, those of you that are Kevin Costner, field of dreams movie fans... Uh, if you're a Gen Z, you can Google it. It's probably on like the hist- history videos by this time. Uh, I think it's an amazing movie. And the, the tagline is always in the field of dreams. Say it with me. If you build it, they will come. And I believe in 2019 is when it really started that uh, nobody really cares if you're building something and nobody is going to come just because you have a new Instagram page, just because you have uh, a new blog, a new podcast. You actually have to go to where your audience is and provide them value. And I will say for many of you that are listening to this, you might be like, well, what is he talking about? And I will challenge you. Like, how did you discover this podcast that you're listening to every single day? Now, some, some might have found it by searching NFTs on your favorite podcasting app. 
Uh, others might have found it on a, a blog post, but I know a lot of you found this podcast because you heard me speak on Clubhouse or in Twitter spaces. You heard me interviewed on another podcast. And the interesting thing on that is I'm not expecting, I'm not building this and expecting people to come. And you can talk to my team. When we have a team call, I tell them that the the easy, easiest part about this podcast and the part that is just you know, a necessary step is really just the idea of creating the content, creating this podcast episode. The hard work is how do I get this podcast in front of the right people at the right time, right? Because anyone can do something every single day. Anyone. Now, I'm not going to say that's easy. I mean, we're over 100 days into this podcast and it has definitely not been easy. And on top of that, buying this NFT every single day has not been easy. But I do believe, you know, Doing things in real time, like that, that's, that's a low-hanging fruit. But listening and understanding where your audience is, going to where they are and providing them value, and so much so that you provide so much value that they, they come to you and say, how can I be more a part of what you're doing? What, what are you all about? Like People ask about my Discord strategy for right now. And it's funny because I don't talk about the Discord a whole bunch. I don't, uh, I don't promote it a whole bunch on the podcast. I don't promote it a bunch on my Twitter. It's in my Twitter bio, but that's about it. Part of the reason is, is I love our Discord community. And a huge shout out to all of you that are in the Discord right now. And if you think I'm talking about you because you're active in our Discord, I am. I'm talking about you that's listening to this. Because I love that people want to be there. They, 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 they're not coming to the discord because I manipulated them because I um, gave them a false sense of like a giveaway or something. I, I, I firmly believe that just about every person in that discord is there because they decided, Hey, I want more. I want to be a part of what is going on here. Or, Hey, if I'm getting this much value on a podcast, you know, what, uh, how can I connect with others? And I will say like, that's the goal of, of our discord is our discord is not, Actually, you know, funny enough, it's not to give you more access to me, although you do get more access to me, but it's to allow the access to me to allow you to connect with others in the discord. Like there's nothing that excites me more than seeing people that are that connect for the first time in our discord that are now, you know, tweeting back and forth at each other that are now comparing notes on their NFT projects. To me, my my role is really being a facilitator uh, of of open dialogue and conversation of authentic real people that are here because they're willing to put themselves out there and they're willing to be a part of this whole journey. And I will say, you know, the reason that this is such a big piece for me, the reason that, you know, the reason that I'm such bull, so bullish in the fact that what is being provided right now is not enough is because I started to look at things like content creation and education. And those are probably the two places I will hit home right now is that if you are an NFT founder or you're an NFT project advisor, or you're a consultant or you're whatever your title is helping NFT projects, here's the, here's some of the magic sauce. You know, doing a Twitter space every day or every other day, that's great. You're giving people access to you. But what about the people that aren't able to be there live? Or what about the people that want to do research and aren't into Twitter at all or into social audio at all. They think the idea of listening to people, you know, is a waste of their time. How are you reaching those people? And 
a white paper on your website isn't enough either. I firmly believe that it's now comes down to like, what is your video strategy as an NFT project? What is your content strategy? Do you have a medium page? On top of your Twitter spaces, yes, you can, you can you know, offer up a whitelist. I mean, I get, I mean, I get like 30, 30 people a day that are tweeting at me, either DMs or uh, you know, even public that are saying, like, what do I have to do to get you to do a Twitter space? Or what do I have to do to get you to promote my, my project? And here's the interesting part about it is, you know, all of that is, is fine and great. But like, how are you reaching the people that don't even know that they need to look for you? They're not following the NFT influencers today. But I bet you they're in Google and they're Googling things like, what is a music NFT? Or I bet you they're Googling and saying, are NFTs worth their money? Like every, like I would argue every NFT project should have a massive SEO content strategy. And the problem with that is most NFT projects aren't built with content marketing at the forefront. They're built with this idea of community. And I've said this a lot, I mean a lot, that you know, there's a big difference between building a network and building a community. There's a big difference between building a community and building an audience. But here's the thing. All of them play a role in what the success of businesses are today. Like I firmly, I mean, I am heavy handed on personal branding. I believe so much of the success of this podcast has to do with a personal brand that I started to build November 2nd, 2013, when I decided to stop trying to put out on social media what I thought people wanted to hear and started focusing on giving people access to who I am and what I'm all about and letting them decide. But what I mean by all of this now is that, you know, I'm buying an NFT every single day. And I want to give a shout out to a couple, you know, NFT projects that we bought just in the last couple of days that I think are doing this really well. One of them is the, the Crypto Tech Women. Uh, big shout out to the Crypto Tech Women uh, project. We minted one of them for our NFT uh, Mint 365 project. Their mission, their vision their ability to convey what they're all about, their, even their Discord in their Discord channels where it's not just giving you a link or, hey, here's a little bit of our backstory. And here's the part that I think it's really funny. I was on an NFT project the other day. Oh, man, should I, should I say who it was? Okay, so I will. I, sorry, I'm just, I don't, I, I, for me, this isn't, you know, I don't like exposing or calling people out because I think a lot of what, people are doing is it's what they believe is enough or, or not enough. Now I will tell you like we minted the project dented friends and dented friends is another great project that we minted for mint 365. And it's actually with an artist who got pushed out of his own project originally, which was called weather report. And the team at weather report were greedy and decided that they were the founders now and they each deserve 20%. And the artist who came up with the vision and the art and the project was only worth 5%. Well, he had receipts and exposed that, that other project. And then uh, he went on to launch his own project. And I will tell you, his own project doesn't have, didn't have a roadmap out publicly yet, um, but the art is amazing. And I could tell, based on engaging with him on Twitter, that he's a good person. Now, if we flip on that and we look at like the content play... And we look at the vision and mission of a project like Crypto Tech Women. 
I understand their heart. I believe in what they're doing, but I also believe they're going to reach people that aren't even in the NFT space. Yeah, let me say that again. Let me say that again. If you believe, I mean, there's like hundreds of NFT projects that seem to drop every day. Like, I feel like there's like 30 minted, uh, you know, Ethereum projects a day right now. And most people, the question they're asking is like, you know, when is this going to be too much? When is the market going to be saturated? And you're asking the wrong question. The question you have to ask yourself are, or is, or questions, is how are we going to reach the people that don't know they want to be a part of this yet, but they, our vision and mission and beliefs is aligned with their beliefs. Now, most of you know that I am a big mental health advocate. And for a long time, I couldn't figure out what my role was as someone that has ADHD, that someone is loud and proud. I mean, our coin that supports this podcast is the ADHD coin. And I realized quickly that my role wasn't to be an expert. That's what the PhDs are for. And my role wasn't to be the, the person that was like holding people's hands because I'm doing a lot of these other things. What I figured out was my goal is to get the right people in the wrong rooms, the wrong people in the right rooms. Now, what I mean by that, and actually before I say what I mean by that is, that might just be your pop number three for the month of February. Those of you that are playing around with proof of podcast, remember that it's important for us to find ways to get the right people in the wrong rooms and the wrong people in the right rooms. Now, you might be saying, well, Brian, what does that mean? Well, for me, in mental health uh, scenario is the greatest example. If I was going, you know, up until two years ago when I became more of an advocate and ally, if I was searching through like my favorite podcast, I'll give, okay, my favorite podcast is Armchair Expert. When Armchair Expert first dropped, if they had a podcast episode with the title Mental Health, uh, you know, this one's for all those seeking mental health uh, advice. I'd be like, man, that's so cool. They're doing a mental health podcast. I don't need that. I got my mental health under control, right? We've all done that, Right. But like, how, how does the magic happen, right? It's when you walk into a room or you're part of a, a, of a team or you're listening to a piece of content and something is integrated in there where you were attracted into that conversation, not for that main point, but because that main point was brought up, it, you have that aha moment. For me, when I say get the right people in the wrong room and the wrong people in the right room, it's saying how do we attract people that need to be a part of this conversation, but they don't know it yet. And then also, how do we create great environments that allow us to be exposed to these experts without it being expert driven? Like if it, if like, there's nothing more boring to me than three PhDs discussing the research history of ADHD. But if it's a conversation around the misdiagnosis of ADHD and how millennials have had a, a weird view and a weird experience on the mental health conversation. And it's led by someone that looks like me or talks like me or was diagnosed, late diagnosed like me. Guess what? I'm going to get in that room. And then when I'm in that room, part of their guests are two PhDs that can give us the research history. All of a sudden, now I'm part of a conversation. I'm, I'm the right person in the wrong room, right? Or the wrong person in the right room. 
And that might sound funny, but I believe NFT projects have to take this approach. How do we remove the NFT from a lot of these conversations and explain to people the community, the mission, the vision, the purpose, the passion that is being displayed and how you can be a part of that? I'm going to put it out there right now. Every NFT project moving forward needs to have a content marketing plan. You need to be delivering a piece of evergreen content. And for those that are unfamiliar with that term evergreen, it just means it's not time-based. It means that, and I'm trying to do that here on the podcast. If you go back and listen to episode four, episode 24, episode 93, my goal is that if you listen to them right now or you listen to them six months from now, you can still find value in that content. And I'm, and I'm working on that, right? I'm working on that. You'll notice I try to stay away from just like hot button trends. Even when I talk about the projects that we're, in, that we're minting or involved in, for me, you know, if you're listening to this in June of 2022 and I talk about the project Crypto Tech Women, I believe that project's still going to be of value and probably worth getting involved in even in June of 2022. And so I believe every NFT project needs to have a content marketing plan that creates both evergreen content and participatory content. Now you might be asking, what is participatory content? Participatory content is live content that you allow the audience to help shape the direction of the content. So it could be an Instagram live, could be a Facebook live, could be a Zoom where you let people ask questions. It could be a Twitter space where you bring people up to ask questions and the conversation goes that way. Now you'll know that I record the interviews for this podcast on Twitter spaces. Part of the reason for that is it's very simple. I don't have to ask people to jump on a Zoom. I don't have to ask people to jump through hoops. I can simply tell them, hey, I'm going to schedule out a, a tweet and a link and you can jump in the conversation. Now with all that being said, the part of it that is different is I don't, t- my interviews are not participatory content. My interviews are interviews. They are in, in, for the most part, they are evergreen content. Now what we're doing, what we're starting is every Wednesday night over in clubhouse at 9 PM Eastern time, we're going to start doing ask me anything rooms, drew and myself uh, every Wednesday night uh, for as long as we're going to, you know, hopefully that people show up. And it's going to be participatory content. On Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time, I co-host a Twitter space with Shira Lazar, and it's called Alpha Mondays. And that is a very much a participatory um, room. What happens is we bring in a couple of projects that are minting, and then we bring people up that want to give a piece of Alpha, and then they want to share something about who they are or what their project is or what they have going on. Now, the reason I think these two pieces of content are vital you know, we have evergreen content, which means you're going to hit the people that are looking for to be a bar, part of your project long after your launch, long after we have what's going on. It's very good for SEO. And then participatory content because it allows people to feel like you hear them. It allows them to know and believe that their voice matters and that what they have going on and what you're creating is something that you want to include them in. It also prevents you from coming across as a perfectionist or that you know everything. Now, lastly, as I, I just want to kind of throw this out there as well, is that as NFT owners, maybe you're listening to this and you're like, Brian, well, I don't have an NFT project. Here's another piece of this. I believe as NFT owners, and, and, and here's the challenge. I'm going to put this challenge out to everyone that's, everyone that's listening to this. I want you, if you, whatever your favorite NFT is, whatever your favorite NFT in your bag is, I want you to create a piece of content 
around that NFT. Now it could be an Instagram post. It could be a Twitter thread. It could be a blog post. It could be a YouTube video. It could be a blog on medium.com. It could be a Facebook post. It could be a, a LinkedIn post. It could be a very long thought out, um, you know, um, post on a discord. But I want you to think about how can you add value by creating a piece of content for your favorite projects? Because how do we attract people? It's more than just having that NFT as our profile photo. It's more than just, you know, uh, every while, once in a while mentioning that we love crypto chicks or we're a huge fan of Psychedelics Anonymous, whatever it may be. It's about creating content. It's about, it's about allowing people in and, and we need to contribute to this. And so the last thing I will say is if this overwhelms you, if you're an NFT project and you're like, man, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Here's the, here's the magic sauce. You don't have to do it yourself. There's a concept called UGC, user generated content. And I believe user generated content, which means allow your audience, allow your members of your community to write things, to create things, and then you reshare them. Anyone here that wants to write something about Mint 365, about NFT 365 podcasts, I'm going to tell you this. I would be happy to repost it, to link it out on our blog, on our website. I will be happy to reshare it on our Instagram, on our Instagram stories and our Twitter. Because I want to amplify all of you that are doing great things, all of you that are creating content as well. So with that being said, my friends, I really, really believe that NFT projects have to do more. NFT owners have to do more. And we have to demand more from the projects that we are supporting, the projects we are getting behind. Until tomorrow, my name is Brian Fanzo. Make it a great day. Cheers. This show is not for-